Um, at the beginning of this, I, I want to be very relaxed with you and to understand that God has set something for us to walk in, and I want to tell you that it is happening now. Prophetically, it is happening now. We're going to start the series called Ready, Set, Go. You remember that when you were kids and your, your daddy or mommy on a race would say, ready, set, go. And that's what God is saying to us today. He has already set some things in line for you to receive all that he has. And I'm going to share with you uh, some prophetic things, and I'm not going to speak on end times, but I'm going to talk to you a, a little bit about some end times and what the Bible says is going to take place and how we are experiencing this very thing uh, today. Um, first of all, uh, while uh, the holiday season, uh, I had many trips to the hospital visiting people. And it was amazing to me that some of the hospitals even had tents set up because their emergency rooms were so packed with people that had the flu and that were ill. And uh, really made me uh, pray even more for you and to pray even more for your families and, and those that you are around, that the Spirit of the living God will just overwhelm you with his truth of healing. And I know many in our church right now uh, that I've talked to that are ill, and some of you have had surgeries, and thank God you're back, and, and um, we've had babies born, and, we, and Melissa Rufner is ready to I guess I could say, Melissa, you're ready to pop. There she is walking right there. And we're, we're so excited about that and excited about all that, that is taking place in the church. And so if you have loved ones and families you know that are ill, please make it a point to call them and to speak word over them and that they would be healed. And they say it's an epidemic, but I want to tell you, uh, again, the Bible says, or people say the flu's going around, but the Bible tells me it can go around me and uh, with the protection of the blood of Jesus Christ. So I want to encourage you in that. And even though my voice is a little bit off today, uh, that's okay. Just bear with me and sound people. If you have your earphones on, be careful just in case. I'll try to turn off my, uh, uh, my box here before if I have to cough a little bit. But I, I want to uh, talk to you a little bit about New Year's and resolutions that we do make. And I think they're very good because our God is a God of new seasons. He is a God that, that will walk with you through times of your life, trials and tribulation of your life. He'll walk through with you on the great times that you were having in your life. But there's always changes. That's why God made the sun come up and the moon come up and all the different things that we have is because there's new times, new seasons. And when you begin to think about this and you begin to say, I'm no longer going to do this, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to lose weight, and, you know, and very few of us, some say, I'm going to gain weight. But, you know, the bottom line is, is there are new things that God sets in your heart, but a tendency of, of us is, is to think that there's something that we have to do 
to make it happen, to please God so that God will do uh, the things that we've read in the Bible. And I want to share with you, and we're going to talk about Israel today, and I want to share with you what God is doing in our world, and especially for the United States of America. But before that, um, a woman walked up to a little old man rocking in a chair on his porch. And she said, I couldn't help but noticing how happy you look. What's your secret for long, happy life? He says, well, I smoke three packs of cigarettes a day. I also drink a case of whiskey a week. I eat fatty foods, and I never exercise. That's amazing, the woman said. How old are you? He said, 26. <laughs> so there are some things that we can do to help us get to that place that we need to get to. Ready, set, let's go. If you have your Bibles with you, turn to Joel chapter 2. Joel chapter 2. Most intriguing uh, and one of the most uh, favorite things that I do talk about is end times. And again, we are going to touch on this. As you turn to Joel chapter 2, you all have read this passage, but I want to take, it, take you there. But I'm going to talk about some things before we read it. And I want to just share with you that I believe, uh, as Terry always gets a word, um, I get direction. And it's not just always at the beginning of the year. Sometimes it's in the fall, sometimes it's in the summer. But the reality, God was, has been speaking to me. And it's been quite a while that he's been saying to me, outreach. And when you think about outreach, you think about, you know, going out and having a piece of paper in your hand and handing it to someone and, and telling them about Jesus. That's part of it. But the outreach that I want to talk to you about in the next few weeks is, first of all, an outreach to God. In your outreach to God, I believe 2018, he's really going to overwhelm us with who he is. And how we do that outreach is through word, worship, and relationship with him. I want to encourage you to spend time with God. I want to encourage you, even though this is something that's uncomfortable for you, maybe you've never done this before, or if you have and you just haven't really, you know, gripped on some things, but I want you to just spend some time with the Lord. Second of all, is there's an outreach of 2018 that God's going to open up the doors uh, regarding uh, to those that we know, people that we know. A lot of times when you talk about outreach, you're going and finding strangers. That's not, that's not what we're talking about. That's not what God is saying. And this is a year the church is going to experience such amazing growth and amazing uh, miraculous things. And to those we know, but into those that we know, we need to love, we need to forgive, and acceptance. There is a book that is out, as I put a lozenge in, in my mouth, there, there uh, is a book out there, it's called Love, Acceptance, and Forgiveness. It's a powerful book. I would encourage you to read it. I actually got the book many years ago for the whole church for you to, uh, to read and it's very powerful to help you in your life. But in this ready, set, go, to really get to the pinnacle and the, the speed 
that God wants you to receive from him is we need to reach out to those that we know, to love them, to have forgiveness, and to accept them for who they are. To the world, we need to reach out to them with proclamations like happened today. See, I I expected what happened through Pastor Ryan, Terry, and Dan. We don't want to give you four sermons, but I want to tell you that God is proclaiming things. And and what you're going to experience in 2018 is, is a year where everywhere you go, God is going to proclaim things to you. And it may not be just someone verbally saying something. It may be that you're driving down the road and you see something and the Holy Spirit speaks to you and brings proclamation to you. Be, be ready for that because this is a year that God is going to do miraculous things. And I'm going to show you why. I'm going to show you why that, that, that everything that God has promised is available to you right now, right today, for you. Because we have done something very special in the United States of America. We are to bring proclamation Miracles are the miraculous and consistency. Consistency. The church, the church needs to be consistent. And that's, that's part of my life is that I always want to be consistent in everything that I do from uh, working at the church, from being your pastor, from working out, being a husband, being a, a father, a grandfather, whatever I am, I want to be consistent in, in the things that I do. And I want to encourage you that um, for many years, we've experienced inconsistency. Not because that's what we wanted, but we've experienced many different things uh, because of decisions that have been made in the past. And I want to tell you that those are broken. There's something that has been done that is opening the door for you. And we're going to talk about this the next five to six weeks. And we're going to show you scripturally, prophetically, what God is doing. Now, we, we have a life that the world does not change. God changes us. And I want you to recognize also is your circumstance no longer has power to change you. It's the power of the word of God that changes you. And you need to experience this, and I want you to understand, and I'm, I'm being very prophetic here, and I, I want you to just hear me, because I'm giving you a lot of information right at the very beginning introduction. But I want you to understand what I am seeing, what I'm experiencing, what I'm sensing from the Lord, is that we are moving into a realm that God is changing. For a time frame, God was correcting For a time frame, God was disciplining. And we'll see why. And we'll see why this was taking place in the United States of America and the world. But we have to recognize that now, even though God still will bring correction, but the reality is, is that that time frame is over. We need to begin to walk into a realm of understanding that God's blessing is over overwhelming, and it's ready to just flow in every one of our lives. And I'm not just talking about money. Because every time that a pastor gets up and he talks about the blessings of God, our mind goes straight to money. And as your pastor, I want to say to you that, that money comes a lot of times through other avenues. 
It's kind of like when, when you're at need and your neighbor comes and brings you a, gro- a bag of groceries. You know, that's not money, but that, it costs money to get that bag of groceries. And so you're going to begin to see more money in your pockets. You're going to begin to see more things. You're going to begin to see more talent. You're going to begin to see more power and anointing in your life because of some decisions that we have made, not only as individuals, as a church, but also as a nation and the world. The ultimate goal is to know and walk in God's blessings, being the head and not the tail, according to Deuteronomy chapter 28. Deuteronomy chapter 28 talks about uh, blessings, first 14 verses after that, then it talks about cursings. And, And we need to see that there's blessings and there's cursings. And there's been a time period of cursings that have been manifested, and it's things that have created problems for us, the church. But now we, we see something that is, is opening the door, and blessings are ready to just overwhelm you. And, and don't, don't shut me out here. Don't, don't close off. You know, you're tired. You, you've just gone through all the holidays. All the, everyone's back to school. But I want you to hear something, that there's something very particular God is doing And all we need to do is to choose to say, this is good, I want part of it too. And if you begin to do that, you will see the blessings of the Lord manifest. So let's, let's use a term or a word used much in today's society. In today's society, you hear the word trigger. So let's talk about prophetic events that trigger the end of the church age or God's plans in our life. One day there is going to be the end of the church age and then Jewish time will begin again for seven more years according to uh, prophecy. And if you wanna know more about that, you can come on Wednesday night as I teach on end times. But we are, listen closely, we are at a critical point of God's plan and his system of the kingdom of God. We are at a critical point of God's plan. And when I use the term critical, I'm I'm not talking about that it's very difficult and it's hard and the enemy's coming in. There, There has been great victory that has been manifested for us in the United States of America, and we need to recognize that and begin to walk. It is very critical that we understand blessings are at hand, and God wants to see his plan furthered. Much of the trigger points involve Israel, involve Israel, the nation of Israel. Now, we have seen Israel in the Middle East in in the past 15 or so years, the past decade, Anti-Semitism is around the world where people are against Israel. We've seen the U.S. uh, get to a place where we're $20 trillion in debt. We've seen the Cold War escalating again. We've seen China growing in, in might. But God's got a plan in all of this. We've seen the moral disintegration of America, too. We've seen decisions in the past 15 years to 20 years of morality just falling apart and, and the, the actual, uh, the trying of the change of really what it means to be moral in the United States. 
the rise of radical Islam and terrorism. Now, when I, when I want to tell you this, I want to tell you that God loves all people. The church is to love all people. So when I make some statements like this, I don't want you, you know, to, to be like the world and to think that, that I'm being anti some type of person. I am not. God loves all people, so do I. But we also have to understand that that radical Islam and terrorism has run rampant. And we're going to see why a lot of this stuff has taken place. We must, in reading the Bible, understand that 30% of the Bible that we read is prophecy. 30% of the Bible that you read is prophecy, is that God is a God that will show you things. Matter of fact, we are living in a very severe time of biblical prophecy. And we need to recognize it. And when we recognize it, we're going to see the, the, the joy and the peace of God manifest in our lives. Now, what this will do, this will help you in every area of your life. It'll help you in your marriage, help you in your relationships. It'll help you in your job, decisions you make for your businesses, because you recognize what God is doing. Sometimes you know, because of all the chaos of the world and the indebtedness and all the problems, some of us have backed away from making any decisions for our business or our homes because we're concerned financially, and we have to be wise. But when you begin to understand biblical prophecy coming to pass and what God is doing now, it will give you insight and faith to be able to make decisions for your business in spite of what's going on in the world. See, we have been brought into a society there's so much knowledge that we make decisions based upon what the world's doing instead of based upon what God's doing. So let me share with you, because I want to encourage you. I mean, you know, this message will even help you to make the next step of your life that you've been afraid to make because of all the stuff going on in your family. The only one who can foretell the future is the one who controls it, and he's our God. He's the only one that can foretell the future. Fox News, NBC, ABC, they can't foretell the future. God is the one that foretells future. The Bible is the only book that is accurate of telling any type of of future. John 1 1 says this. I told you to turn to Joel chapter 2. Stay there. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, was with God, and the Word was God. Your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ is the only platform that brings security to your future. If you get to a place in your life, in which I know many of us are, that God is numero uno that we need to recognize is that's the only platform that we have to be confident in the things of our life. The only platform. Your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Let someone in some other religion tell you it can foretell the future, it cannot. Our God controls the future. You have to understand it. God controls your future, but you have to allow him to do it. 
So again, let's begin by talking about Israel. Israel's existence is an amazing miracle in the last century. Israel has to exist, listen to this, for the end to come. Israel did not exist for 2,000 years, exiled. They were, they were separated from their, their land for 2,000 years, and in 1948, their rebirth answered Bible prophecy. So let me give you some facts about Israel. Israel is the only nation created by God. Israel's existence is testimony, testimony to God's existence. Stay in Joel. In Genesis 12, verse 1 through 3, it says, Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land, listen, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those that bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in all, your, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. God is the God that is in control. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in all the families of the earth shall be blessed because of Israel. Because of a covenant that God made with Israel. So the next thing I want you to see regarding Israel, Israel is an everlasting covenant with God, is in an everlasting covenant with God, and is still in place today. Genesis 17, stay in Joel chapter 2. Genesis 17 says, When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am Almighty God. Walk before me and blameless, and I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you shall be a father of many nations." Notice that. Israel is the only nation that God created, but out of Israel, many nations will happen. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you and their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and your descendants after you. Also, I give to you and your descendants after you the land in which you are a stranger. All the land of Canaan and an everlasting possession and I will be their God. As over 3,000 years ago it was given. So let me explain something. When you say the word Israel... It is talking about or is a land and is a people. And you have to really understand that it is a land and it is a people. The covenant was with land and people. Israel 
land and people, and both belong to God. Israel is land and people, and they both belong to God. But here's a fact. A Jew can't be saved unless they receive Jesus Christ. Just because they have a covenant with God, the plan of God is that we get saved through Jesus Christ. But Jewish people are special by covenant. Again, God loves all people, but the Jews are special by covenant. And again, you're not saved unless you receive Jesus Christ. So anytime you are around a Jew, bless them. We need to pray for the peace of Jerusalem because they are a special people by covenant. And Jerusalem is a holy city. That is part of that covenant. That is part of Israel. The third fact is Israel, or we can say the Jews, have blessed the world more than any nation on the earth. That's what God said to Abram, to Abraham. Again, Genesis 12, 3 says again, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So I was thinking, if, is, if the blessings of God come through the creation of a nation called Israel, then what are the gifts that, that Israel's given to us? So I thought of three main gifts that Jews have given to us. First of all, they gave us the most important man in human history, and his name is Jesus Christ. Our Savior is a Jew. I don't see how any Christian can be anti-Semitic. I don't see how any Christian can come against Israel. No matter what their their views are of the world globally, whatever. I don't see how any believer can come against Israel. They gave us the most important book in the world. It's called the Bible. And every word in the book was written by a Jew. Our Bible is a 100% Jewish book that has given us light into our path. The third best thing they gave us was the church. When the church started on the day of Pentecost, it was all Jews up in the upper room. Then they let us join the club. Peter preached his sermon in the book of Acts. And the church began on the day of Pentecost. The Gentile, but in order to be part of the church, you must be saved. You must accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And it's the same thing with the Jew, same thing with the Gentile. You must receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. So the Jews gave us the most important man in human history. The Jews gave us the most important book and the most important organization 
in human history. So we bless the Jews. God blesses all families of the world, as scripture that we read, through the Jewish people. So let's go back now. Let's find the fourth truth that Israel of Israel is. Israel is God's prophetic, let me say it, super sign and stopwatch. We have to watch Israel to see what God's doing in our world. In Joel chapter 2, we will read a prophecy that is happening right now and in our news. Joel chapter Joel chapter 2, verse 31 and 32 says this, The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. That's a second advent when Jesus comes to the earth and sets up the millennial reign. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there shall be deliverance, as the Lord has said, among the remnant whom the Lord calls. Chapter 3, verse 1 of Joel. For behold, in those days and at that time, when I bring back the captives of Judah and Jerusalem. This happened in 1948. 1948, when Israel was recognized as a nation. But for 2,000 years, they have been spread apart. But Israel was there 3,000 years ago. And we find those that are wanting the land and everything, they started in 700 AD. Verse 2, I will also gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat means Jehovah has judged This speaks of Armageddon, or the end time. Armageddon is where all the nations of the world will march against Israel to destroy it. But what's happening today? We are seeing the beginning of the end times. We're seeing the beginning of the end times, but we need to recognize what God says in the beginning of end times, what he will do if we are blessing Israel. Verse 2. I will also gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat. I will enter into judgment with them there on account of my people, my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations. They also, listen, they have also divided up my land. What are you hearing in the news? These are four things that match the passage I just read we are living in today. I know I'm giving you a lot of information. But you can grab a hold of this, you can get online, listen to it again, and I want you to see how that everything that is going on in our world is due to how we react, how we we minister towards Israel, and what's going on with Israel. They are the stopwatch. They are the one that when God uses them, brings them together, 1948, and then we begin to see how the world is treating them, then we see how the blessings or the cursings manifest in our world. There are four things that match the passage I just read we are living today. You need to bring all your friends and family. 
to really listen to what God is saying because I want to tell you, get ready, get set, and I want you to go because God has planned something very miraculous and it's beginning and we need to begin to walk in it because God has promised this. As we have seen, and when you see what I'm going to show you, what has taken place, you're going to say, oh my Lord, I never knew that. And because of that, now I know in my life, in my home, in my business, that God is doing something great and blessings is ready to explode in my life. Four things that match the passage. The rebirth of Israel in 1948 and the regathering of the Jews. They're spread all over the world and they were regathered. In this day, in God's mind, end times begin. And in, in, notice in three, chapter 3, verse 1 of Joel, when I, God, bring back my people, I will judge all nations. The ending is Armageddon. Second thing that matches this passage is the division of the land of Israel. The United Nations has come against Israel more than all other nations. They have labeled Israel as a racist state. The United Nations and America have forced Israel to give up land for peace. The land they got is just a closer place where they can shoot their missiles at Israel because they hate Israel. In 2005, listen very closely. In 2005, the United States forced Israel out of the Gaza Strip to give it to the Palestinians. Now listen closely to this. God loves the Palestinians too. Seven days later, Hurricane Katrina hit our golf course, golf coast. Seven days later, after we forced Israel to give up their land, to divide the land. And from 2005 until the end of 2005, or the middle of 2017, we began to see all the chaos that was going on from hurricanes, uh, you know, all the different manifestations of things that are going on. Everything that goes on in our world is based upon Israel. If you bless Israel, I will bless you. If you curse Israel, I will curse you. How many believe God is in control? He's already told us what he will do. So what God said through Joel is happening in front of our faces. God says in Joel 2, I will bring back my people and I will judge those people who are dividing up my land. Now watch this. The land belongs to God in Israel. Isn't it amazing our Bible says the final scene of human history will be the entire world will march against a tiny nation called Israel. Again, it's happening. It's beginning. In Zechariah 12, look at this on the screen. Behold, I will make Jerusalem a cup of drunkenness to all the surrounding peoples when they lay siege against Judah and Jerusalem. And it shall happen in that day that I will make Jerusalem a very heavy stone for all peoples. I'll explain that in a moment. All who would leave it away, heave it away, will surely be cut in pieces though all nations of earth are gathered against it. It's talking about Armageddon. So the question is, 
What does heavy stone mean? It's an impossible political situation because our embassy is in Tel Aviv, even though the capital is Jerusalem. Jerusalem has been proclaimed as the holy city 3,000 years before. And we have to recognize that the heavy stone is it says that those that heave it, those that do not respect it, those that, that do not honor Israel, I will cut into pieces. Today we're seeing that very thing of nations who have been strong have been cut in pieces. We're seeing things in our world. It is all based on Israel. It's not based on, on who's the president. It's not based on who's the senator. It's, not based, it's based on Israel and what God has said in a covenant, and it is an everlasting covenant. And he said, if you will honor Israel, then I will bless you. If you do not, I will tear you apart. And the church has been going through some correction. On December 6th, our president announced Jerusalem as Israel's capital. That is a heavy stone that we are to carry in protection of Israel. And we're not talking about political. It, see, we have, politics have become another religion. And we need to understand that whatever you're hearing on the news, you need to hear what God's word is saying. You need to hear what it is. You and I need to understand that if we will take a hold of the word of God and honor Israel, the blessings of God will manifest. And I want you to understand, look what's happening in America today. The blessings that's going on today. Because why? Because we have a smarter person in our Senate, a smarter person. We need to respect them, honor them, pray for them. But the reality is, is because we as a nation, even though some may disagree with the proclamation, we have proclaimed that we will carry that heavy stone, that we will honor Israel, and we will cause our our ambassador to be right in the holy city of Jerusalem and be a blessing to Israel. And because of that, watch this, because of that, the blessings of God has manifested. And right now, I want you to understand, blessings are flowing to the United States of America and to every nation that honors Israel. Hmm. Get ready, get set, let's go. Genesis 12, three says, I will bless those that bless you. But in the last days, and this is what I'm saying to you, in the last days, we're seeing Joel manifest, Zechariah manifest in front of our eyes. In these last days, I will pour out my spirit. I believe today we live in a time where God's blessing is so available to us. 
because of us blessing Israel. Church, begin to walk in that blessing. Begin to expect it. It is not based upon what our government does. It's not based upon what your boss does, what your spouse does. It's based upon what God said. If you will honor Israel. So our government has honored Israel, even though some disagree. But we've made the proclamation, and it's a done deal. Now let me just give you some thrilling things here. The third thing that matches this text to the day we're living in is the four blood moons. Some of you say, what in the world is that? Pastor, you're becoming a cult. No, I'm not. The four blood moons are 1949 to 50, 1967 to 68, 2014 15. In Joel 2.31, it says, The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. End time. This passage tells us before the end comes, God will advertise in the sky. In 1949 and 50, on Jewish holy days, a blood moon took place. You know what a blood moon is? It's a lunar eclipse where the moon looks red like blood. In 1948, Israel became a nation, and there were four lunar eclipses on Jewish holy days in 49 and 50. Said all the way back in Joel, when this takes place, this is what will happen. In 1967, there was the Six-Day War, and Israel regained all of Jerusalem as their capital. In 1967 and 68, there were flood, four blood moons on the Jewish holy days. <laughs> oh, the pastor, that just happens all the time. Well, watch this. In 2014, the blood moons began, and we have had three of them. And the supermoon, remember that, in 2015, was on the Feast of Trumpets, was right over Jerusalem. A massive blood moon. What Joel said happened. Well, it's just a coincidence. Well, how often do these blood moons take place? The answer is, before 1949, it happened 500 years before that. After 2015, it doesn't happen for another 500 years. God has hung something in the sky and is saying, I am doing something special. Will you join me? I am doing something special in this world because of Israel. Because I'm the one that's in control. I'm the one that's going to make this happen. The fourth that matches the passage is, watch this, worldwide hatred for Israel and the judgment of the United Nations. Joel 2 says this will happen right before Jesus returns in the millennial reign. But watch this. Watch this. 
because we have proclaimed Israel. Jerusalem is the capital of Israel and are moving and recognizing not only that, but as a nation and as a people. Acts chapter 2, verse 16 through 21 says, this will happen in the beginning of these days, which we're at right now. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and on my maid servants, see, God believes in equality. I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So the beginning of the end is where the Holy Spirit is poured out. Here we are. This is the day. This is the beginning of the end. And we need to recognize this. And what I want to leave with you today, I I need to, to stop, is what I want to leave with you today is this. You have every ability in your life to accomplish what God has called you to. The Holy Spirit has been poured out. If you feel like you don't have the ability, you feel like you don't have the confidence, I want you to begin to understand and you go into the word of God and you say, what pastor said, look at this. It's all over the Bible. I can do this thing. I can accomplish this thing. Not only that, because I'm blessing Israel, all blessing is flowing back to me. I want to tell you, we're going to experience in the next three to five years the greatest expression of God's blessing and prosperity in our nation. And it's people that will rise up as been proclaimed from Pastor Ryan and Pastor Dan and Pastor Terry, what they said earlier. It's people that will begin to rise up into that Walk in it and be confident in who you are that will experience the joy of this blessing. God loves you. God loves everybody. God wants all people. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whomever, not just a chosen group, whoever shall call upon him shall be saved. You're going to see in your family salvation. You're going to see blessings. You're going to see promotion. You're going to see all of that if you stay the course of what God has said. And that heavy stone you will not throw away, but you will grasp and help Israel. Let's all stand. Praise the Lord.